So about 25 years ago, uh, I was ordained a priest. And my first assignment was up in Rockford at, at a parish uh, with a pastor. His name was uh, Monsignor John Mitchell, God rest his soul. Passed away a few years ago, but back then in the day, uh, he was uh, just—he was a—he was a tough old guy, and he was old school all the way. And I was his brand new priest, and I was on fire, and coming out of getting ordained, and I had all these ideas and things I wanted to do, and a certain way I wanted to do—you know—be a priest in my ministry. And I got to this parish, and he says, "Slow down, no way. I'm going to do it my way." That's, that's how it was. I'm like, all right, I can work with that. And because uh, I'm just enthusiastic and I was just loving what I was doing. And, and it's a funny thing. When you, when you try to operate out of just your own energy and your own strength, your own power, that, that's a limited amount of power. And you can only sustain that for so long, you know? And, and so I was getting frustrated. And then that frustration... Uh, with, uh, with John uh, Mitchell turned to resentment, anger. It's like, why won't he let me do my thing? Why won't he let me be my, you know, the priest I want to be? Why won't he let me have my way? These things I said to myself. And it got, it got to the point where all of a sudden, I just like hit a wall. I was empty. And after a year of frustration and and, uh, and now, now resentment and now anger, I, I just, like, man, this is, this is terrible. One year in, and I feel like I, I've uh, emptied the tank, you know? So that wasn't good. I was talking to my spiritual director, and he said, you know, your mistake is that you're, you're using your own energy to do this project. You're supposed to be using the Lord's energy. There's something in the way. There's something you're not doing. And, and he, goes, you're, he goes, you're acting, but you're not praying right. You've got this obstacle, John Mitchell. You need to be praying for him. You need to be asking God to bless him. So I would pray. I'd say, God, bless this, this priest. Bless, bless John Mitchell. You know, take care of him. Be good to him. That was my prayer every day. Bless him and Lord, just be gracious on him. But man, Lord, change him. Right? That, was, that was really what I was praying for. Change this guy. He's in the way. <laughs> I want him out of the way. So that's what I prayed. And Well, we all know how that goes. And, uh, but I, I kept at it every day. Lord bless him, Lord change him. Lord bless him, Lord change him. But you know then, after a few months, something happened. I was praying every day for that guy. And praying that God would change him. And one day I just felt like it all just left. Like the chain was like taken off. I was, I was like, holy smokes, what happened? You know, here I had been praying that the Lord changed him. Guess what the Lord did? Guess what he did? He changed me. Praise God. This whole time. I thought it was his fault. It was my fault. You see, these things happen when we don't get our way. And when, brothers and sisters, when we feel like it's all about us, it's my project, my way, 
Why won't he let me do what I want? And all of a sudden, by just plugging in to the divine power, it all shifted and I, I could see in an instant, it was always me, it was, it was my issue. I had not plugged into the power that Christ was offering me to be the priest he wanted me to be. I was, I was doing it on my own energy. Did you ever get that way? You're in your stuff and you're doing your thing and all of a sudden you're just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm spent. I don't have one more thing. I can't give one more day. I can't give one more. I can't talk to one more person. I can't take care of one more kid. I can't cook one more, one more meal. I can't drive one more day in that car to that work. Do you ever feel that way? What is that? Our prayer has to be, Lord, help me to make it not about me. Help me to plug into your power so that I can do your work the way you want it done. Let's look at Martha and Mary, if you don't mind, just a brief moment. Martha and Mary. Now, we we know from uh, our, our teaching as Catholics that these two are are part and parcel of the spiritual life, two sides of the same coin, so to speak. You know, Martha is the active life, Mary is the contemplative life, and that's true. But there's something else going on here. You look at, you look at Martha. You know, here's, she's got God in her house. And what is she doing? She's running around, cooking food, washing dishes, running the vacuum, whatever she's doing. Right? And... And she's all ticked off. Because here's God, and she's going crazy, and there's Mary sitting there, not lifting a finger. And she gets angry, bitter, resentful. Tell her, Jesus, tell her to help me do what I want done. Now, here's God in your house, and she's worried about what I want done. She's completely missed the, missed the point. She's completely not seeing what the Lord is trying to do in that moment. And because she's doing that, she's running on her own power. She's empty. And in that emptiness, all she can see is why other people aren't trying to come in and fill her up and do what she wants and make her life easier because she's, she's finished. She doesn't have one more thing to give because it's all been about her. And all, meanwhile, her sister is plugged in to the divine source and is full. And that's where we start. That's where we're supposed to start. It's like, have you ever done the heroic minute? Like when you get up in the morning, do you ever hear this? Heroic minute? It's easy. First thing in the morning, you wake up, and you all, we all should have a crucifix over our bed. So for, for those of us who don't have a crucifix over our bed, put a crucifix over your bed. Real simple. Pound a nail on the wall, hang up a crucifix. All right? But not so high up that you can't reach up and touch it. So in the morning when you wake up, you make this a habit. It takes three months of doing something uh, on a daily basis to make a habit. For three months, you've got to tell yourself to do it. After that, you're just going to do it by, by habit. Reach up, touch the cross. Say, Jesus, this day's for you. That's the heroic minutes. Prayer saying, everything I'm about to do today is going to be from you, through you, for you. All my energy is going to come from you because I'm starting my day with you. 
So I'm going to be a wife or a husband because I got the power of Christ. I'm going to be a, a son or a daughter because I got the power of Christ. I'm going, to, I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody because I got the power of Jesus. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be a Christian there because I got the power of Jesus. I'm going to be in school and do what I'm supposed to do as a Christian because I got the power of Jesus because I gave that day to him. That's, that's Mary at the feet of Jesus. She starts at the right spot. It all starts with prayer. Once we pray, then we can be active. Once we're Mary, then we can be Martha. And we'll be Martha, not with resentment, anger, and bitterness because we're not getting our way and people aren't helping us and they, we need help them to help us because we're empty because we're not starting with Jesus. We're starting as Mary, filling up with Jesus, with divine power. So now, with divine power, we can go and do all the things we're supposed to be doing, all the busy activities of Martha, but we'll do it with the heart of Mary. We got the juice, we got the power, we got the, the love in us, we got his strength, so now I can go out, not as myself, but as him, and, I'm, and, I, and I, I, I'm so much more fruitful, I'm so much more joyful, I'm so less bitter, so less angry, so less defensive. Because it's, it's with somebody else's love and power that I'm doing it. Don't you see? And, and we've all been in that, that sweet spot. We just feel like we're in the groove. That's what that is. But we've also been in the Martha spot where it's a drudgery and a grind and we don't know how to get it back. How do you get it back? Heroic minute, start your day with prayer, give it to Christ and stay in that groove all day. You will not believe the, the fruitfulness that, that will come to you in your spiritual life because of that. It's a pretty beautiful uh, message uh, that, that the Lord gives us today. Now, here's a little invitation. I want you to, I want to try, this, try this today, okay? Are you paying attention? All right. So at the, at the offertory, when the gifts come down, the bread and wine, you know what that is, don't you? That's you. You've got a couple members of the, the parish here. They come down. They represent all of us. And they're coming down. That means everybody in this church is coming down here to the altar. And we have two because it doesn't make sense to have everybody in the whole church come down at the offertory. But everybody's coming down. And you got in your hands, what do you got? What are you giving? The bread and wine, what is that? That's you. That's, that's your stuff. Are you coming here empty-handed today? I hope not. What are you bringing to the table? Everybody here has to bring something to the table. Because you've got to put something on this altar. And that's what the bread and wine are. That's you. So, Whatever you're thankful for, grateful for, happy about, awesome. Put it, put it in, the, in, in the patent back there with the bread. All right? But also, what, I, what you need to be putting in there are those areas of resentment and anger and bitterness in your life where you're operating on zero fumes because we're not giving the day to Jesus. And that deficit has turned into negative energy towards the people in your life that you, sh you think should be helping you because you can't help yourself because you don't have the Lord in that fullness of your heart. So what I want you to do is take all that bitterness, anger, resentment you brought towards other people and put it in a chalice today on this altar so that Jesus can take your anger, bitterness, and resentment and change it into himself so that rather than have that in chained up on your heart, that can be broken free and you can be peaceful as he comes and he fills you up with himself and you've got his power. No need to be angry and bitter and resentful because you're not getting your way because you're letting the Lord have his way with you. It's beautiful. Would you try that today? Just think about that in your heart as the gifts are coming forward and as I'm consecrating that 
and taking all your bad stuff, negative stuff, and changing that into, into the, to the merciful love of Jesus that you're going to have in you, and you're going to bring that into your body in communion, and you're going to be filled with that love, and you're going to go out and do it, not under your own power, but His. That's, that's the sweet spot. Listen to the Holy Spirit and do what He says. Lord, tell her to help me. No, Martha. No, folks. You don't tell me what to do. You give me what you want, and I will give it back to you as myself. There's a, I'll end it here. Little story. John Paul II, before he was Pope, he was a little boy. His, name, his nickname was Lolak. Lolak. And little Lolak was a good student, came home every day, his mom had died, he and his dad lived in a little, little apartment in Wadowice in Poland. And he'd come home and sit at the table and he'd do his homework right away. But he, he always saved one subject for last because he hated it. He hated math. Little Lolek, future Pope of the Universal Church, hated math. So he would save it for last. And when he'd get to it, he'd start complaining and whining. Why do I have to do this? This silly subject, you know, I'm going to be Pope one day. I don't need math. <laughs> and finally one day his dad had enough. Came over and, enough. Lolek, I'm sick and tired of listening to you complain about doing things you've got to do. So he went over and he took a book off the shelf, blew the dust off it. It's an old family heirloom kind of Bible prayer book and flips through it, finds the page, and sets it down in front of him, points to this page with a prayer on it. He says, from now on, this is your prayer. I want you to memorize this prayer right now. And if you memorize it, I want you to say it every single time you sit at this table to do your homework, and before you do your math, I want you to say this prayer. And he did. And he memorized the prayer. And he said it every time he did math. He said that prayer every single day to the day he died. Now, I'll be honest. He was still terrible at math, all right? He never got it. But he, he stopped complaining because he, he knew that it was not just him doing it. It was, it was with the Lord, and he was offering it as a prayer to the Holy Spirit. And that, this is, you guys want to hear the prayer? It's real short. I'll, I'll say it. And what I'll do is I'll print it in the bulletin next week, and you guys got to memorize it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're going to say it every day. And it's, it's a, it, it'll change your life. Okay? Holy Spirit, soul of my soul, I adore you. Enlighten, guide, strengthen, and console me. Tell me what I ought to do. Command me to do it. And I promise to be submissive to all that you ask of me. And to accept all that you allow to happen to me. Only Holy Spirit, show me your will. Amen.